Scotty and Frothy's Round 16 preview. Uh, Barney and Ollie and a Daggy with you uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. Looking forward to the return of club football after the extended hiatus of uh, driving me mad for a week. Um, PCTC, Barn, you got the notes in front of you. How's that all looking? I don't. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Super coach, Barn. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe Invincible tipped the round is uh, RC. He was just Invincible waiting. did get the full round, yeah. He <coughs> did. So he uh, – turn your Facebook off, Oliver. Um, yeah, so Invincible tipped the round. Uh, we're all going like bustards and uh, I'll bring it up now. Uh, while I look at that, we'll just quickly touch on Super Coach Barney uh, and the big question of the week. Well, it's a big one this week because it's the uh, five trade round. Uh, how yes. vociferous are you to be looking for all five trades? Are you trying to be clever about it or are you just have, trying to clean up and put, put the bow on top right now? And Well, I've got about three issues that need sorting like this week. So, <laughs> and clear is the top of the list, obviously. Yeah. Uh, with a million plus. Well, let's actually, there, I you... was going to say, yeah, first, let's start from that. Uh, firstly, what do we do with Nathan Cleary now? I think he, he probably... oh, has to go. Yeah. You can't hold a million dollars sitting on your sidelines for more than a week, realistically, at the most. So, he's gone to three, three to six, they're saying. Um, I think it'd be stupid for him to rush him back before six weeks, to be honest. Um, it'd be perfect for him to let him sit out for six, seven, possibly even eight weeks, to be honest. Bring him back with two weeks to go just before the finals, get him match fit, give him the, the hopefully they get the week off if they finish in the top um, in the top two or whatever it is after the first final and he should be primed and ready to go. I can't see him coming back before five to six weeks at the, at the earliest, to be honest. So... No, uh, and the thing is, uh, with shoulders, I mean, look, at we've got Jared Croker back this week. Look how he's handled it. Once, if you don't get them right, they just don't get better. And obviously, I would not be risking a 22-year-old potential uh, decade-long Australian halfback to <laughs> to rushing back a week or two early. Um and the whole idea is they have to strengthen all the other parts of the shoulder to obviously contain the, the part that collapsed when it was dislocated. Um, so he's going to need some time, at least a month, um, probably six weeks to strengthen strengthen up that shoulder to take the load because they're going to come running straight at him. Yes. Obviously, as soon as he comes back, he's going to get traffic just sent at him time and time again. I don't know what they do there, whether they defend him out on the wing or even defend him at fullback for the first couple of tackles of the of each set and then bring him back into the line. Um, but, yeah, he's. <laughs> I think it would be stupid for him to rush him back after three to four weeks. Mm. And even the six weeks, is, they might get two weeks into rehab and go, well, this isn't helping. So, uh, anyway, back to Supercoach, though, we'll uh, – Suggest so oh, he has to go realistically. Yeah, so um, we got our five to be sold. So given uh, probably everyone owns him these days, you're going to have a lot of money to spend. You got five trades to do it with. Um, like you said, you're touching on or you're looking for uh, to fix your holes. I guess this is the last chance to do it. Yeah, that's all right. So basically, you you want to use your whatever trades you do use this week. You want set up so that. Um, you can just keep running into the rest of the season now. You don't want to be having to switch and change your team after pretty much this week, uh, maybe the week after, after Origin. Uh, so, yeah, if you've got any problems, get them sorted this week. You've got the five trades to do it. I'm assuming most people are running pretty low on trades. Yes. I'm down to about 14 at the moment. So if I was to use all five, you've got nine left for the rest of the for the next, what is it, nine, eight to nine weeks. So realistically, um, yeah, I'm going to try and probably use three, maybe four. As I said, I've got three holes to fix. And then with the money freed up from Cleary, it probably gives me a good opportunity to upgrade somebody else, um, possibly two or three players really, and hopefully fix up those holes. But I want my team set after this week, to be honest. I don't really want to be making too many more changes going in because you're going to need four or five for injuries and suspensions for the rest of the season. So. Yeah. I um, I bit the bullet because uh, Cleary's going. I bit the bullet and just bought in Tommy this week. Um, yeah. 
obviously he's going to probably miss two games, but uh, I can get through them. It was either uh, do that or, or use two extra trades down the line to, you know, move Nico out when Papenhausen's back. But I've got a feeling even holding on to Nico, I know he might not hold his price, but potentially once Papenhausen's back, he might be playing good enough footy where they're going to try and crowbar him into a centre or something. So um, yeah, quite possibly. we'll see how that pans out. Uh but obviously that'll be money to spend down the track. And I'd, I went looking after that. I went looking for South players basically because um, <laughs> they have a dream run home and they're going to score lots of tries doing it. Um, so Johnson actually went Campbell Graham. Uh, as a POD, I know he's not in that left edge, but I think he's only owned by 1.3%. And uh, this time last year he really got into some form uh, scoring, uh, racking up some points and – uh, lately, both Walker and Latrell have been sort of wandering that right side as well. So uh, he might be a POD there. And uh, for Noel Blake coming back at the 418, that will escalate in the next few weeks once he gets minutes into his legs. Um, he was the form front row of the comp before he broke down. So uh, I think they are the main sort of ins for me. Uh, and I have bought DC in, and uh, obviously that frees up 600k for Cleary. So I've got Hughes and DC. I think okay. DC is playing good footy. So got the option to play there. Uh, and now Luai is going to actually be doing a lot more around that three, that whatever is a 390 mark. <clears throat> he might be a buy again if you need a 5.8. Yep. Well, I brought Walker in last week for my 5.8. So yeah, I'm I already had pretty Walker happy with, with Walker and Schuster in my 5.8. I've got Burton as my backup half uh, in behind Cleary, so I'll probably be looking at someone like maybe Ben Hunt. I think uh, when Dragons do go well, he's going to star and he's going to he's, yeah, he's been scoring some pretty good points in um, in Super Coach. Uh, I think yeah, his set and forget options probably Jerome Hughes. His uh, form recently has been outstanding. <laughs> And uh, the, there's a lot of targets here. If you go off the last five rounds, like the average for the last five rounds, obviously Tommy's top of everything because he's just been scoring 150 points every other week. Well, this um, and, and this week against reserve grade Bulldogs, if he plays 80 minutes, he could uh, double ton again. Yep. And obviously Nico Hines, as you mentioned, there's a possibility he could be scraping for a spot somewhere um, down the track. But at the moment, he's probably if you've got him, hold him. I probably wouldn't be going out looking for him at eight hundred and thirty thousand. No, um, Ruben Garrick, he's pretty much topped his price now, but he, he is averaging over a hundred points for the last five games that he's played. Um, you just Clint, Clint Gutherson, he Brandon feels Smith's been in me. tremendous form. Yeah, yeah, but if you Garrick, Garrick is, uh, I just feel that that's an anomaly, and he'll come down to about the five fifty in the next. He just month kicks or so. goals, and yeah. if Tommy decides he's going down that side that night, he's going to have a big night. Yeah, um, and yeah, what you're about to say about the cheese is he's the form hooker of the comp, and you're hundred percent right. He is absolutely flying, averaging high nineties for the last five games. Um, Tedesco is probably. Not a bad option if you're looking for a fullback as well. Um, he's, he's down in price from where he started at the start of the year. He's down about $160,000. And he's still averaging 80-odd, 80 88 points or something, I think it is, in the last five rounds. Yep. So, um, But there's plenty of options. And with the five trades, it's just an absolute smorgasbord this week. Yeah, It's just trying to find out what you actually – the structure of your team and what you need in your side, so – yeah, well, even with Turbo there, I've got Marnie sitting there injured, so hopefully he can just cover a bench spot for me. That Hopefully he's back for round 18 and can cover that spot for a little bit there. Um, yeah, we've probably covered that off pretty well. Do you have the uh, the league in front of you? I can bring it up. Well, why did I mention PCTC, and uh, we see uh, Irish Tony still on top, starting to open up a little bit of a margin at 80. 85 points from Polar Bear, 83. Jamie, 82, who's the highest ranked uh, frother. And yes. uh, Daz, 81 with KB Wiper. Uh, Gaz is on 78 all the way back there. And Kaz Lads is on 76, well down to the other, I guess, listeners that are in the comp for now in the top 10. I won't even go looking for wherever we are, Barn. 
Well, I'm up to 25th, actually. I'm on 82 points. Oh, and okay, yourself, you're on 79 uh, down in 31st. You've fallen from grace a bit there. You're going okay. Yeah. Beginning of the year. <laughs> two, uh, two rounds of three did not help. Yeah, that, that'll kill you every time. But um, So you're, you're currently our leader in the footy and froffies uh, Supercoach League, 20 points, 10 wins, three losses, and a points differential of... 1,597 points. So you've touched up a few people on the way through. Uh, Callan's also on 20 points with a points differential of about 250 less than you. Uh, we have two, uh, Neville's and Todd, round out our top four. They're both on 18 points. And I'm down, I'm well down. I'm down in 14th on 12 points with six wins and seven losses and minus 780-something points. So I need to win the next three or four weeks, otherwise I'm going to miss the finals. Yeah, so we've got uh, yeah <laughs> five rounds of the season proper to to work out finals situations there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get to uh, round 16 where we kick off tomorrow night with the Roosters and, st- and top of the table storm for the Roosters. Sam Walker and uh, Tupanil come back into the team. Uh, Kenny Bromwich back in for the Storm. Uh, they are still missing Nelson, uh, Harry Grant and Tom Eisenhuth. Ollie, you've been quiet for a while. How are you lining up this game? I will first of all, I must apologise for the Facebook notifications that were coming through. They were actually from Flobs. We were talking about the most recent um, Loki episode, so you can blame him. Um, but on to this game now. Um, I'm going with Melbourne. 13 plus as well. The last few times these two teams have faced off Melbourne in the end have gotten it done quite easily. Um, I don't think the neutral venue is going to play into it too much when you consider the fact that for the past, well, last year they actually played at Suncorp um, due to Melbourne being relocated. And I think the two years before that, the Roosters have taken their home game against Melbourne to Adelaide. So they've actually only played one game Um at a, you know, one of the team's home grounds for the past four years, which I thought um, was interesting. And, yeah, Melbourne 13 plus, man of the match to keep his form going. I'm going Jerome Hughes. And first try scorer, I'm going to go the Fox to back up from origin. No, fair enough, but Yeah, I originally set out um, with pretty much the same as Ollie, but I, I think this is actually going to be a bit closer than um, than the 13 plus. I think uh, Melbourne's bench looks a little little soft to me, to be honest. Um, not that the Roosters' bench is any better, but um, <laughs> I've got question marks around Munster, as we all have, the way he's been going the last especially the last month, but for the entirety of the season, to be honest. Lachlan Lamb seems to have settled back in since coming back from injury, and um, Walker does add, add that bit of X factor that um, the Roosters have been crying out for. I'm going to go with the Storm, though, 1-12. to 12. Man of the match, Jerome Hughes, he's just, his form has been tre- tremendous. He's He just seems to know his game inside and out now. Um, he gets them around the park really well, and he's also creating for them as well. He's, he's not just, you know playing game management. He also breaks open that right edge quite consistently. And I'm going to go um, the first try scorer, Remy Smith, off Jerome Hughes, (laughs) coming down that right-hand side. Yeah, I set out thinking uh, that uh, Storm will want to do a a Penner-style statement here and try and match him. Uh, The ins do help, obviously, the Roosters, but I've just got a feeling there's a couple more tied rounds in the Roosters and then they might bounce back like they tend to do. Um, so I'm, I'm going 13 plus Melbourne. Uh, I'm going to go the cheese in red hot form to, uh, if there is a weakness right now, it's a slightly underdone Sam Verrills um, with just the one run under his belt and the cheese might be able to duck out and uh, dominate as he's done the last uh, six weeks or so. And I'm with Ollie, first try scorer of the Fox, uh, a bit of space. Uh, it might not be to the 12th or, you know, 12, 15 minutes in the game before it cracks open and the Fox can uh, scoot away and score the first one there. We get to the uh, probably contender for, on paper, the worst game of the round on recent form, the way these two have been shaping up each week. Warriors and Dragons from Central Coast. Does the recent, does what's going on at the moment put the uh, return to Mount Smart in a bit of jeopardy, Ollie? 
You'd have to think so because New Zealand have just closed the border again to Australia, yeah, um, which is quite unfortunate. I wouldn't rule it out completely yet just because I, I don't think we'll still be in lockdown, hopefully, by the time this game comes around, but there will definitely have to be a, a period between us coming out of lockdown before New Zealand opens the borders again. Yeah. Um, I'd like uh, in a, I'd like to see the Warriors maybe get an exemption and the Bulldogs to get over there, especially if we are out of lockdown. Maybe if the borders aren't entirely open yet, but so those guys can get over there and play in front of the the Warriors faithful over there. But at the moment, you'd have to say unlikely. Yeah, uh, for the Warriors this week though, uh, Aitken, Curran, and Reese Walsh all out. So Reese Walsh hasn't uh, overcome the hamstring. Chad Townsend uh, rushed into the side to play seven. Uh, Wateni Zelezniak onto the wing. Uh, no messing around there with the new signings for the uh, Dragons. They welcome back Matt Dufty and uh, who else we got here? Josh McGuire comes back onto the bench. Uh, with uh, obviously Ravalawa out suspended, Jared Bill moves out into the wing, Jack Bird into the centres with uh, Willie Army. Barn? Yeah, um, this game had uh, took me a while to sort of try and get my head around this game. Um, realistically, the end of Townsend is what swung me back to the, the Warriors and the fact that you got RTS back at the back. Um, it's his best position. He's... He's even he's been making an impact on the wing, but he makes so much more of an impact when he gets back out to pull back there. Obviously, Reese Walsh doesn't help, but uh, not being there, a little less creative in their team. But I think Townsend will just get him into those positions, and if the Warriors can complete like they were five or six weeks ago and get up around the high 80s uh, in completion, I think their forward pack should end up getting away with this one. Uh, so I've gone with the Warriors 1-12, to man of the match, RTS. And I'm going to go first try scorer, uh, young fella on the wing, Cossie. I think it might even be his debut. Yep. I know, I think he, he was either played or he named, he was named on the extended team last week. But, yeah, um, he – I, yeah, had this penned in as – as I said, the the worst game around. Both these teams have just been ugly. I haven't liked the fact for the last month the Warriors have had almost no spark. You know, they're getting there and they're not um, adding to it. What you said actually is a good point. No Reese Walsh there might just simplify everything to, okay, let's go back to RTS. Uh, and like I said, Chad Townsend might just go. And simple footy is what, what has worked for him, so that could work. I'm going to go the Dragons, perhaps against my better judgment, 1-12 to 12 in an awful, awful game, just because I think there is a little bit more X factor uh, with Dufty and, and Norman and Hunt um, all playing pretty well this year, by and large. I'm going to say Jack DeBell, and now he's uh, a month back and uh, with some fitness under his belt against this Ford pack, uh, can have a good game as man of the match. And we will go in what will be an ugly game, a barge over try. Fanua Blake, first try scorer hey. for the Warriors. Big prop barging over there. Ollie? Like it. Yeah, so I am going to go the Warriors here 1-12, although it's interesting um, since people have sort of started to realise over the past week that the Dragons have a relatively easy draw for the rest of the year on paper. The renewed optimism, especially from some people in the media that are tipping them to finish in the bottom couple of spots in the top eight. Now on paper, they are going to be the favourites for a lot of these games, but I feel like they're just not going to um, live up to it. And this is a perfect example. I'm going with the Warriors here once 12, as I said. Man of the match on his re-debut, I'm going to go with Chad Townsend because a lot of people may have forgotten as a result of his last few weeks at Cronulla, but he is actually an all right player. Um, so I, I renewed, a renewed bit of optimism. Um for Chad Townsend here, I think he'll be the man of the match and first try score. You know what? Let's just round it out. Dallin Matani Zalesniak, the other deputy. I'm going to say Chad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's head to the match. The uh, actual match of the round will follow this. Uh, there, there might be a car crash aspect to watching that Warriors game. Uh, I'll either be there's two ways Dragons games go. You're either bored shitless and they go for 58 minutes a half or they're just so bad that they're enjoyable. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Penrith and Eels, though, top of the 
well, second and third clash here, uh, a cracking game. They're on equal points, aren't they, actually? Uh, on the, no. Oh, two points ahead. They could go to equal. Um, Charlie Staines, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does actually go at one. Uh, I've mentioned it a few times throughout the year. He's looked uh, a better player when he has drifted to the middle of the field, so that's going to be interesting. Luai at seven, Burton at six is interesting as well and uh, maybe a sign of what we're going to expect in our region three. Naden comes back onto the wing. Tyrone May into the centres uh, and Kikaz back from his, uh, his brief hiatus. And uh, the Parramatta Eels team get Sevo back on the wing and Kafusi back onto the bench. I uh, am going to say that I'm going to tip Parramatta in a close game. They are up and going. Uh, they have won a couple of clutch games, but they're up and going. They're not missing anyone. They're clicking uh, on all cylinders. They've owned a couple of sort of teams that we were giving half a chance against them and uh, it's a, a chance for them to make a statement if they keep their heads and don't enter this game could devolve into pumpkin mode on both teams because we've seen Penrith uh, get a little bit of that when they haven't been happy and Parramatta definitely do it when they're not happy so if that stays out of the game I think it's a, a cracking game I'm going to say um, the concern for me for Penrith is uh, yeah Naden coming back in Tyrone May in the centres uh leave some holes there if they're able to exploit it. As a result, I'm saying first try scorer Ryan Madison, uh, potentially off that kick across field or finding some space. He'll be involved either scoring or popping one just to uh, uh, the outside. And, well, we know if, if Parramatta are going to win, we know he's going to be a man of the match. It'll be their captain, Clint Gutherson. Barney? No, I'm with you, mate. I've got the same concerns, realistically. Um I'm actually concerned about Staines at fullback. I know you said you, uh, with his running game, you he looks better playing through the middle, but I'm not sure how he's going to go under the high ball. And yep. I'm sure he is going to cop it from the get-go and they're going to keep going there all night. Um, you got, as you said, Tyron May in the centres, defensively um, questionable and... He's stifled their, their attack when playing in the halves, so I'm not sure if it helps getting the ball out to um, whoever his wing is going to be outside him, whether that's uh, maybe Toho. Maybe it will be Toho. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to have to cut him out or <laughs> what goes on there. But um should be a really good game. Um, even Penrith not at their best, they should put up enough effort to make this close enough. Um <laughs> Could end up coming down to the bounce of a ball or a, a call, or I hope it's not a call because I don't want to hear about it for fucking five days on <laughs> social media and everywhere else. Especially if Pen, but. especially if Penrith end up losing due to that call. <laughs> Actually, Parramatta too. Both fan bases are just dreadful. Sorry for saying that. <laughs> um, it would have been really good to see the stadium full and the place rocking. It would have been yeah. a, a brilliant atmosphere. But um, it, it was, a, I believe, happen. it was a close to a half hour sellout, which uh, is sad. That yeah, it, it was. Did it was yeah, there were no tickets. Right. We had people uh, all over the place trying for tickets uh, by various means, and it couldn't be done, which is good. I just think that. Penrith might um, struggle a little bit. It's going to take them a week or two to get used to life without Cleary. Um, I thought they would probably actually put Burton in at seven because I think he's got a little bit more um, game management than what Luai does, and Luai seems to be better picking up the tempo out outside of a outside of a half. But I'm going to get Parramatta one to twelve. I got going with you, man of the match, Gutherson, and I think um, Papa Lee. He's been doing it all year. He does it every second or third game. Just crashes over in the on the inside of a centre or the outside of a half. So he's going to be my first try scorer. Ollie. Uh, yeah, before I get my head ripped off, I was, of course, generalising with my comments there. I'm not saying all Penrith and Para fans are are dreadful, just some that I've seen in the past. Uh, some. Anyway, um, I have the same concerns for Penrith um, as you guys. I echo that, but I am sticking with the Panthers here 1-12 to 12, purely because they are still the better team. They have looked better this year as a whole. And I know a lot of that comes down to Cleary, but it's not just him. Big thing for me as well. I think overall Penrith's four packs better. I think they'll get it done in the end. Uh, you know, all the talk is about uh, Luai stepping up, which I think he has the ability to do. I mean, he and Burton were the halves combination when they beat Melbourne earlier this year. And I believe they're actually undefeated as a halves combination too. Um, 
Yeah, as I said, the talk's about Luai stepping up, but I think the person who really has to step up in this team now, he's been doing it all year, but he's had clearly that it's going to have to be James Fisher-Harris because he's their next best player and he's that strike, um, you know, running. He's going to have to make a fair few metres and going to have to make a fair few tackles. And I know that's expected of a Ford, but, I mean, he's his importance to the team has just skyrocketed. And also he and Tom Trevojevic are currently neck and neck for the Dalian medal. I think now Tommy's going to win it, but it's just to hype him up a bit. Ivan Cleary should be saying, you know, if you have a big effort these next few weeks, Nathan Cleary, (laughs) Nathan's out, you know, Turbo's going to be getting three points every week as well. But if you keep putting on three point performances, who knows by the time we get there. Um, And I'd love to see a prop win it. I'd love to see him win it. Um, but overall, and yeah, you've got your, your Toto's coming back and your Origin players coming back for Penrith. I also have a feeling after all this Origin talk, Moses might um, not have the best game, especially because he's not known for having good games against big sides. I've also noticed in the past that whenever a player comes out and says, I'm ready for Origin or... I'm ready to be picked. One comes big to mind to beat the pain guy a couple of years ago when they put their hand up. Remember when uh, Remember when Blake Ferguson came out and said he was the best centre in the comp? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Leilua's done it as well. And they got shredded the next week yeah. when he played in centre yeah. at Parramatta. Yeah. yeah, so I'm a bit worried about that for Moses. Um, but anyway, enough dribble. Penrith 1-12. to 12. Man of the match is going to have to be James Fisher-Harris and first try scorer Brian Toto. Um probably scoring his first try after his run for his first 100 metres within the first five minutes or so. If um, if Luai and Burton just click and, like, comfortably win this game for Penrith, do you think Freddie thinks about it? It's not out of the realms. I actually think it's uh, closer than people think. Because uh, I thought about – I was actually thinking about myself that, yes, it's uh, potentially we could – this could be a trial. On the Moses thing, this could actually be – I'm not saying he is a chance or Big he could play himself him. in. All he can do here is play himself out of a spot. If he f- yep. really stuffs up uh, – then he'll just be penned. So it's actually a big game almost the other way. Um, but just I just keep looking at the back line there, and I don't want to spend too much more time on the game because we've all said our piece. But when you really break down Staines, Naden, Crichton, and May as a back four, Tuo's going to have to run 500 metres here. Considering and, what they've been putting out beforehand. And then you've oh. got um, Kikau, who's either he's on one leg or he's been a bit out of form. He's defensively has not been outstanding in the last month. Um, no, he hasn't. There is some uh, how they exploit it, I'm not quite sure. Maybe that's where Mitch Moses' footwork does exploit it. But that sweeping Gutherson play where he has the two touches run around, that could be the play uh, on the night. He loves that little first ball out and then runs around and gets the ball out to Sivo. Um that could be one of the plays for the night that they look through that. Uh, and uh, and the para, the para pack's hot, so it's, it's an exciting game. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing just what's under Penrith's bonnet here because um, not quite 100% we've seen him knocked off twice, and this is a test. Well, speaking of Penrith's back line, the one to five, the only real big concern for me is Tyrone May. But for the rest of them, Staines, like when he's filled in at fullback this year, he's looked all right. It's it's not more a concern more than a question how good he can be at fullback. Um, Brent Naden, I mean, when he was playing first grade last year, he wasn't too bad. I haven't. But seen remember last two. year there there was uh, there was the defensive concern. That's why he didn't play um, the grand final. But that is true. But I mean, he strike and attack. I mean, yeah. it speaks Good. for itself, and I haven't seen him too much this year in New South Wales Cup, but um, getting that opportunity, especially headed to a new club next year. Um, Stephen Crichton as well, That he's a great centre. He's proven that he's not a great fullback, but he's there as well. And Brian Toto, I mean, not much needs to be said about him. Yeah. Get your work cut out in this next one, Daggy. Well, I'll just work out the best way to do it. So the Bulldogs are playing their <laughs> reserve grade team. They're missing eight players, and um, I just don't want to read it. Meany, Allen, Hopawade, <laughs> Manu, Kat- who cares? They're going to lose by 50. Um, half the Bulldogs yeah. team's out. Uh, the Manly side are unchanged. Uh, I am going to say Manly by 30. Uh, they are hot. Uh, they're all going to be back. They have a point to prove. Uh, Turbo's had a week to uh, – 
have a fuel change and be ready to go. We know what's going to happen. He's going to tear apart wherever he wants. And just because he missed out last week, uh, Hank Scorpio first try. Um, Brad Parker. Ollie. Well, you talk about the Bulldogs playing their reserve grade side. Their reserve grade side's actually been okay this year. They got a win over Penrith. So maybe, maybe this will be their new first grade side. Um, but yeah, Tom Trevojevic, man of the match, mainly 13 plus, first try scorer. I am going to go with Jason Saab. Um, yeah. Fine. Yeah, mainly 13 plus, 30 plus, 45 plus, who knows? Um, I'm going to give a first try scorer, Garrick, uh, down the left hand side. And I'm actually going to go with uh, DCE to be man of the match. I think he's um, he'd be stinging after obviously last uh, after Sunday, and I think he's going to just control this game. And you'll uh, Turbo will do his thing, but I I think he'll be a little less involved in this one. I think he might just cruise through this game, to be honest. And um, DCE will take control. Your DCE radar has been pretty good the last six weeks, so uh, I think you're, you're close to the mark there. Yeah, Barn, you were about to say that uh, you have no idea what to do in this game, and I don't know if many of us do. Raiders and Titans. Uh, 5.30, no, 5.30 on the Saturday evening. Uh, the Raiders, uh, the Titans do welcome back. Corey Thompson, uh, AJ Brimson, both from work. Kevin Proctor, Lasone. Uh, Mazu goes out of the side, and uh, Jaden Campbell back to the uh, extended bench. For the Raiders, uh, they have their origin backups here, and uh, they look pretty much as per program, barring welcoming back uh, Jared Croker to the centres, whatever that means uh, at this time. Sorry. Uh, that actually worries me about this team, to be honest. Like, this is the basically the Raiders team that they trotted out in round one. Yeah, and after the way they've gone week after week, to still have the same lineup now, like, is that is he got no answers? Is there no other options? <laughs> well, I think given he's a club captain, they're probably obliged to yeah. to to play him. To be honest, no, I'm just talking about the entire oh, seventeen. No. Like, yeah, this no, is basically no. the whole seventeen that they trotted out in round one. Um, they've been. <laughs> They've been the most disappointing team by far, but well, considering given, where I they think, should have been. Well, given three of us, two of us tipped them to win the comp, didn't they, or to be close? Yep. Um, they are who they are. And, and who would have thought, even after three rounds, Hudson Young couldn't make the team, Ryan James couldn't make the team. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there are probably more issues to be to come to light at the end of the season, I'd suggest. Uh, Ollie, you've got some... Uh, some cavalry back. What are you doing with this game? Uh, well, to be honest, Campbell probably be up 30 nil at half time, and then the Titans will come back and s- score 30 points. I guess whoever scores in the last minute or so will end up winning this game. I am going with the Titans here. Just, I'm going to say one to 12 and it obviously, I don't think it'll be 30 nil each way, but I, I am tipping Canberra to start out hot, have the lead at half time with a poor performance from the Titans and then in the second half, the Titans to get going and own most of the half um, and get away with a close win here. And honestly, the inclusion of Jared Croker from Canberra, um, pretty nice of them to even up the defensive capabilities of the two, the two back lines, which is nice of Canberra. Um, Fair play to them. Guess they don't really want that advantage well, over the Titans. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, Corey on. Thompson back in actually, yeah, th- almost uh, gets you slightly in front there. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, especially with the inclusion of Croker and uh, Thompson coming back in. Um, he, he was huge at the start of the year, not, like attacking especially. He was the only player with any real attacking flair out of that whole back line. Be interesting to see how AJ comes back from injury. Hopefully, he comes back with his late 2020 form, and you know that could be a game changer as well. But I still think it's enough for the Titans to win this game if they are still and they're on the outer at the moment. If they are still supposed to be this top eight side, they win this game. That they just have to. So I'm going man of the match. I'm, I'm, it's weird to pick a winger, but I'm going Corey Thompson in his return, man of the match, might get a trial too. And 
yeah, let's go Corey Thompson for first try scorer as well. Why not? Uh, I um, well, at the end of the day, this is Titan. This is the Titans at full strength. Uh, they're not missing him anymore. So we, what we uh, see is what we're going to get from them. Uh, I am going to go with. I'm, I'm saying um, there are deeper seated issues at Canberra, and uh, as a result, Titans will win a scrappy game again. Uh, the ends are important. I hope we see some of something from AJ, but uh, some hard yards from Corey Thompson to make a difference as well. I'm going to say man of the match. Oh, I'm going to say first try scorer. I'll go with your fairy tale there, Corey Thompson. Um, Man of the match, uh, we'll see how he goes, but uh, by default, I'm going to tip Mr. Fodder Waker off the bench. Uh, Barney? Yeah, well, I've, I've gone backwards and forwards. I've I've landed with the Raiders 1-12, to to be honest. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think there's going to be quite a few points scored through both centres. Um, Sebastian Chris hasn't covered himself in glory in defence. Um, it's quite, quite handy with the ball in hand, but... Um, yeah. Both centers are going to struggle. Both sides are going to struggle through the centers with back rowers and um, sweeping plays from the fullbacks coming in around and attacking those center positions. I think the forwards, Papa Lee seems to have, um, he's been their best by far all year. Oh, and Hawira uh, Naira. And I think, uh, I just, I think Simmonson will, will add. Um, he's been quite good at fullback and I think he's going to set up quite a few points for them in uh, running at the centres for the Titans. So I'm going to have first try scorer David Feeder actually. He's going to go straight at um, Croker and I think that'll be that'll be the first thing that the Titans are going to go for. But I'm going to have um, Simmonson to actually probably score one and set up one or two as well and have the Raiders just squeak home with 1-12. to 12. I was literally just about to say that. Do you reckon David Feeder's... Uh in his happy place, knowing who he's <laughs> running out this weekend. So. <laughs> you know the which, thing, though, which makes what, you sort of say, by default, if that is to happen, then he's probably going to be mad at the match, doesn't he? Because he, he could score three tries in ten minutes. Well, that's what should happen, but it, it's not what will happen necessarily because that that's right. That is what the Titans should be doing. Uh, even as soon as they get within the 50, get the ball to Fafita and have him run it. Jared Croker, but knowing the Titans, what will probably happen is they'll stuff around for the first 50 minutes and then finally he'll do it and score a try and it'll be too late. True. Yeah, no. Fair enough. Uh, We get to uh, the 7.30 game, the Knights and (coughs) Cowboys from McDonald Jones. Uh, Busy stadium these days. Um, They welcome back Kale and Ponga, we hope. Hopefully there's no issues here. It's... uh, now the third game in a row he's been named. Um, he comes back in to fullback, and uh, for the warrior uh, for the Warriors, for the Cowboys, um, they look pretty much the same as they look every week. Actually, uh, any th- Barney? How have you uh, lined up this interesting game? Well, I think this is close to full strength as the Knights have been all year. Yep. Um, Clifford seems to have started to find a home there. Um, he hasn't set the world on fire, but I think him and Pierce could strike up a pretty good combination. And obviously, a lot relies on Newcastle's attack. If Pong, if Pong is fit and is ready to go, he's had a fair way, a uh, fair amount of time off now, and I would assume he's going to be pretty close to ninety to one hundred percent if they're going to actually name him and bring him back through. So. Um, I'm expecting the Knights to to win this. I, I was going to say one to twelve, but I think um, the Cowboys have fallen away dra- drastically from where they were five to six weeks ago. So I think that the Knights could actually run a score up on the Cowboys here. Um, I've gone with the Knights thirteen plus man of the match, Kalen uh, Ponga, just setting up tries and probably score one or two himself. Uh, same basically the same as Simmonson with that wraparound play out into the centres and then setting up wingers. And I'm going to go first try scorer, Dominic Young. I hope um, hope he can crash over for the first try. Well, you beat me to the punch there. I um, yeah, I think Newcastle uh, are now, they're going to be as close to the right track as they can be with the cavalry back. Uh, I like the Saifidi brothers starting. Uh, I like, I didn't mention that, but they're both starting again, uh, which keeps Clemmer on the bench. I like, uh, obviously like Caelan Ponga being there, so that helps. And Pierce wasn't too bad in his return, so he 
he'll be better for that run and gives them an element of control they haven't had. So uh, I think it's still scrappy. I'd still want to see him do it before I tip it. But Newcastle 1-12, to uh, first try scorer Dom Young as well. And uh, man of the match, I will say the returning all eyes on Ponga and uh, he'll get enough ball where he will perform if he's fit. Ollie. Yeah, well, interesting factor heading into this one for the Cowboys at least is they've actually had to cancel their training today. I'm not sure if you guys saw they weren't able to train due to COVID impacts and I I don't know about the future situation between now and Friday, but uh, Saturday, sorry, but they're training may be interrupted further. Of course, Todd Payton's not going to be there. So their preparation is certainly not going to be on point for this game. Um, and ever since Origin started, Holmes and Felt haven't been too great. Holmes was having, you know, a, an amazing season, I'd argue, um, up until the Origin period. And then it sort of died down a bit. And especially with UK and Ponga's returning for Newcastle, I'm going to have to go the Knights 1-12 to 12 here. Um, don't get me wrong, Newcastle is still crap. They're not going to be anywhere near the top eight. I just want to re- reiterate that. But, yeah, I, I, I'm going to tip him here, and it's going to be the Ponga Masterclass. Um, I'm going to tip him first try scorer and for man of the match. Two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, the bottom-placed Brisbane Broncos take on the eighth-placed Cronulla Sharks. The Sharks uh, look like they did last week, actually, there uh, as per program. The uh, Brisbane team, so they have, I believe there were some actually COVID issues with Asiata and um, Carmichael Hunt, possibly. Anyway, they're both out. Uh, Kevy's had a uh, had his, uh, what, um, meditation for a couple of weeks and hit reset and welcome everyone back into the team. So uh, everyone's staying now. And uh, Katoni Staggs is back, which helps. Uh, Asako onto the wing. Tessie New playing fullback, which is something we've discussed a little bit. Gamble and Brody Croft, I think they're the only two halves that haven't teamed together this year, so they now get to become combination 14. And um, I made the number up, but it does a lot of them. Um, close. I was going to say 27. Yeah, close enough. Um, mm-hmm. you they still got to play home. Corey Pakes in the yeah. halves this year. Carry Don't the one. So it's probably somewhere, it's a multiple of seven. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying. Um, and you know what? It's funny. Two months ago, I probably would have tipped uh, Brisbane to beat the the Sharks, but oh, kudos to them. They've uh, knuckled down and uh, are playing pretty good footy for for them, the Sharks. And I think they'll win this, obviously. Um, bit of flair, a bit of confidence. And Sean Johnson, in the form he's been in, this will be 13+. plus. Uh, more rabble rousing for Brisbane. And Mulatalo, first try scorer, having had the week he's had. And I'm pretty sure if they win, uh, Sean Johnson will be the one we're going to be talking about next Wednesday night. Barney? Yeah, well, as you said, Sharks, um, Sharks attack's been pretty strong. Obviously, I've mentioned their defence a million times over the last two years, and that could be the only reason that this gets close, but it shouldn't. Um, Broncos have been diabolical. They've only probably played three or four games this year that have been more than half good. So I'm expecting the Sharks to put some points on in this one. Sharks 13 plus, as you mentioned, Sean Johnson, he's been tremendous since coming back from his um, Achilles injury. It took him a week or two to get into his groove, but he's he's been pretty much everything for the Sharks attack over the last month, uh, which has led to winning, game, uh, winning games. And I'm going to have Brenton Nakora to score the first try. Uh, Ollie. Yeah, I'm going Cronulla. 13 plus first try score. I'm going to go with Corey Oates coming back into the Broncos side because let's just have a bit of fun and man of the match. Yeah. Sean Johnson. And the uh, main event Sunday afternoon, the Tigers and Bunnies at an empty Leichhardt Oval. Uh, Adam Dewey back into the centres for Wests, uh, which pushes Tommy Talao right out of the team. And uh, some cavalry back for Souths with uh, Margot, uh, Moga, uh, Sua, all added to an extended bench for now. Tom Burge on the bench. Mark Nichols keeps his starting spot. Uh, and the rest is uh, what you'd expect from South. Uh, Barney? Well deserved from Nichols. Um, mm. About time he got a starting gig. 
Yeah, he's been good. Where, where do we go here? Um, if the same Tigers turn up that played the Storm, they could get done by 50 again. Um, I think they should be better in the forwards. Obviously, they would have had their ass kicked for the last week and a half, but I still can't go past South's 13 plus. That left-hand side in attack is tremendous, especially with the trail wrapping around the back. And um, Walker seems to have been in pretty good form for the last couple of weeks. So South's 13 plus, um, Cody Walker, man of the match, and we'll just go with AJ because he's the first try scorer every second week. So, Ollie? Yeah, uh, South's 13 plus. Although... Reading this fixture, my mind keeps going back to that game. What was it, round five, where the Tigers should have beat South Sydney? I mean, if it's possible that Tiger side turns up and that South Sydney side turns up, I'm not tipping it will happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did and the Tigers nearly won because the Tigers are just that team. But I am going South 13 plus. Let's say Adam Reynolds, man of the match, and... After next Sunday, we'll be talking about him maybe for Origin. And first try scorer, uh, why not Latrell? Latrell might decide to to have his um, spell of world-class form at the start of this game <laughs> instead of towards the middle for a change. Why not? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of that game, I'm glad to see uh, the partnership between West Tigers and Beyond Blue. This week, I uh, couldn't fit, think of a more fitting club to uh, <laughs> to um, partner with them. Uh, please, uh, if you have any concerns, make sure you contact them. I've thought about it many times. Um, yeah, this would be a gap job. At least Dewey Mamalo can tackle, so there's something there, sort of. Um, 13 plus, they're going to... The left edge will end up tearing them apart. I don't know how long of the game it'll take, but that'll happen. Uh, Latrell first try, Latrell man of the match. He'll have a couple of try assists and a couple of tries, I think, by the end of the afternoon. Uh, and at feast on some of that. I think there's actually deeper-seated issues at the Tigers reading between the lines the last couple of weeks, so not sure where that all heads. Uh, kudos to Alex Safer. exploded, hasn't it? Yeah. I, I really like Alex Safer starting. Uh, he, I think he's earned that as well. Uh, but um, what more can I say about them? Uh, disaster class, boys. Barney, how did the uh, origin yeah. disaster class tick over? Yeah, well, um, I missed out completely. Uh, so did Oliver, which is not unusual <laughs> with the punning disaster class. So Francis uh, Molo didn't score three tries then? No, he didn't. And Queensland didn't get anywhere near winning, <laughs> which is unusual. <laughs> but Latrell and um, Turbo both did score to return $3.60. Yep. So Daggy made $180 out of that one. So he's now at a positive $620 for Happy the season. I'm um, at... Um, Minus three hundred and three hundred eighty, and Oliver's at minus seven hundred. Oliver, get yours out of the way for us. Oh, yeah, go. Yeah, so I am going to go Corey Oates first try scorer. Um, why not? As I said, let's have a bit of fun, and let's back it up with a bit of Brisbane thirteen plus. All right, Barney, do you want to put something legitimate down? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I ripped you off there, Daggy. So you're at actually positive 750. Oh, so I hadn't updated. And Oliver's minus 750. So you've doubled your money for the year and Oliver's lost all of it and I've lost half of it. So <laughs> we're going good. Um, I'm going to have uh, Hank Scorpio, Tommy Turbo and Garrick all to score for the Manly side at $4. So I'll have $20 on that. Uh, in the Sharks game, I'm going to have Mulatano, Nakora and Ramian all to score. That gets you $8. I'm going to put $15 on that. And then I'm going to have Manly, Sharks, Souths and Newcastle all at 13 plus. That's paying $11 and I'll have the last $15 on that. Very nice. I had um, an all up with Hank Scorpio the other week when they won by 60 and he could have scored probably three tries and he kept passing it. Could have walked over <laughs> twice, but anyway. I did not, and I repeat, I did not, and don't do this, people, I did not go on Instagram and abuse him for it. Um, yes. Because I'm a grown-up and a normal human being. Uh, 25 bucks <laughs> on Turbo and Garrick both to score at $2.40. And uh, we'll go to Sunday afternoon, 25 bucks on Latrell, Campbell Graham, and Cody Walker all to score there at um, where is my price? I think it was $4.50, but I'll double-check that. 
Be about right. Well, while you're checking, I have a question for you, mm-hmm. um, David, as our in-between Ooh, man, our sweet. neutral party. Who's going to hit a thousand first, Daggy or me? Him plus a thousand, me minus a thousand. Yeah, I think Daggy might get you. <laughs> well, we know. Those, hang on, those six, two bets this week. I think he's, he's going to get close. <laughs> well, no, we Jack. know. We know when the thing is. I know when Ollie's going to hit minus a thousand. Uh, that's in exactly <laughs> six weeks' time. Round <laughs> yeah. So Why we can that? book that in because that's in six weeks and because uh, that'll be 300, that'll be 300, 700 plus three hundred <laughs> yeah. is a thousand, Oliver. No, ne- I'm going to have to start trying harder to hit minus a thousand. I think next week I'm going to have to start coming up with some. Big, just crap. Are you going to come to the positive thousand? Are you, you going to turn it no, around? No, no, no. The negative thousand. <laughs> you can't I, lose any more than fifty. You can only lose fifty. That's my point. You can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how much I know about all this crap about but general maths. Next, 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 <laughs> basic next arithmetic. Week, next week, next week, I already know which game I'm going to target. Though Bulldogs Roosters. Oh, mm. there it is. Uh, shoop, shoopy uh, hat trick for Shoopster. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> your peanut. Do you have a peanut? I forgot to ask you earlier. Yeah. I- do have a peanut, and it, I bet you guys can guess from the screenshots I was sending you all yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously it's not going to happen now, um, due to the Nathan Cleary news. But if he was going to be out for the rest of the season, Penrith would have got a salary cap exemption to potentially sign some other players. Um, which, again, they're not getting now. But I did put up a post and I said if I was Penrith and I wasn't going with Burton in the halves with, with Luai, which I think they should and I think they will, then I'd try to get Sean Johnson. I don't think Cronulla would release Sean Johnson. I want to get that out of the way now, especially now they've just released Chad Townsend. But there were comments um, in both the Panthers supporter group and on my post saying, oh, how stupid is this? Don't even realise that he's just signed with the Warriors so he can't (laughs) sign with Penrith. Okay. In any other week, I would be understanding of this, but Chad Townsend has literally just been released by the Sharks to join the Warriors after already having signed with the Cowboys for next year. It's literally happened within the past week. So these people should know that it is theoretically possible for that to happen because it is it is it, it doesn't happen often stuff like that where a player sign with another club for the next year and they get released early to join a different club than either two for the rest of the season, but it literally happened this week, and still people couldn't comprehend and they tried throwing abuse at me saying I didn't know he'd even sign with the with the Warriors for next year. I did. I also know that Chad Townsend's been released to join the Warriors this year before joining the Cowboys next year. It, yeah, it's just stupidity. Well, um, I'm glad we do the pen of the week because it's very cathartic for you, Ollie. I'm glad you get to get this off your chest <laughs> five minutes once a week and uh, clear people your, your headspace. They are, in fact, dumb. Uh, all you dumb people listening, thank you for making it this far into the podcast. Uh, please subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, anywhere good podcasts are found. Uh, thank you, boys, for joining us. Uh, to all the listeners, stay safe through the next week or so during lockdown. Uh, and uh, hopefully we're all back to a bit of normality in a few weeks' time and we can get back to having a beer and uh, a laugh in person, boys. Uh, I will see you all this time next week for the next week show. See you guys. Bye.